It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, I'm Chris Russell. It is the middle of the week, and it's a different middle of the week than normal because normally we'd be getting ready for this Sunday's game for the Washington football team. But guess what? Breaking news. There is no game this Sunday for the Washington football team. They are on by at 2-5 and and just a hair out of first place. We are brought to you by our good friends at Pepsi. That's right. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day and fuel you on game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it, like you and me. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, so I'm Chris Russell. Uh, Send a special shout-out. I don't know if he's listening to this particular episode, but my buddy Logan Paulson, uh, who, of course, played uh, with the Washington football team for, was it five years? I think four and a half, maybe five, I can't remember, uh, and then bounced around to Atlanta and Houston and San Francisco on Chicago for a little while. Um, undrafted out of UCLA, just a really good dude, a really smart dude, and he's uh, very happy to be working with him for my other gig at 106.7 The Fan uh, in the Washington, D.C. area and the Radio.com app. If you want to listen to excellent pregame and postgame coverage with Logan, and he's usually paired up with uh, – Uh, My other buddy, JP, from the Junkies, or Pete Medhurst uh, from 106.7 The Fans. Make sure you check out those guys before a game, after a game. uh, And really, we have all-day coverage on the radio station starting at 8 a.m. Eastern time every morning with – every Sunday morning, every game day morning, that is, with Earl Forsey. And I make appearances throughout the day uh, and then do updates and all that stuff. So uh, make sure you check out that, but send a special shout-out to Logan Paulson, uh, who mentioned uh, earlier this week that he was listening. And Logan, if I made you change your pick <sighs> because Jaron Christian was out and J- and uh, and Cordelius Lucas was in, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I did pick the Cowboys. I'm not going to hide from that, but I picked them earlier in the week. I-, I thought it would be a close game. I thought the Cowboys would be angry. And I thought the Cowboys, were, you know, had a little bit more talent. But as it is, you know, they came in like um, and just played in uninspired football and laid down and never really gave a you-know-what. Uh, or certainly that's how it appeared uh, from the press box. So I'm sorry, Logan, uh, if I made you change your pick. Uh, I apologize about that. And by the way, I was glad to be wrong about Cornelius Lucas, right? I mean, how many pass drops did they have? 30, 32, whatever it was. 
I think ProFootballFocus.com graded him uh, with allowing no quarterback pressures or hits. So that's really good. Uh, That's really good. Now, that's one game against a team that had played on Monday night, was embarrassed, traveled three-plus hours, going through all sorts of turmoil, even though Jimmy Tomsula is their defensive line coach. You know, so I I, I don't want to say, oh, okay, well, they found the answer to all of their problems at left tackle. That's No, that's not the case. But Cornelius Lucas, for one game, played very, very, very well. And this kind of makeshift offensive line with Lucas filling in for Christian, who was hurt, uh, and he should be back after the bye. And Wes Schweitzer um, playing at left guard because Wes Martin stunk and because Sadiq Charles got hurt on his second play of the game or of his NFL career. And uh, Chase Roulier is a free agent to be, and I, you know, I don't know if he's coming back or not. Uh, if he wants a lot of money, I can't imagine he's coming back. And Brandon Sheriff, uh, who's also a free agent, maybe th- that's their answer. Maybe they don't let both of those guys go, but they let one guy or the other go. And clearly it will be more affordable to sign and re-sign Chase Roulier, uh, and maybe they plug in Keith Ismael at right guard. I don't know exactly how this is going to work. Um you know, but they could do that. And then right tackle Morgan Moses, who just keeps on motoring along, he got banged up on Sunday, had to come off, uh, talked to him on Tuesday morning. He said, you know, outside of bumps and bruises, he was fine. Uh, so he should be good to go when the team returns uh, from their bye. So kudos to that makeshift uh, offensive line. And also the tight ends were, you know, out there blocking. So that was good as Washington had to make up uh, for some of their wide receiver shortage with more two backs and, uh, you know, two tight end sets and all that stuff. So good stuff uh, all around. All right, so here's what we're going to do on this particular episode. Uh, We're going to give you some news here in a sec about Eric Reed and also potentially, potentially a situation that we want to monitor and look out for when it comes to a big-name wide receiver that could be available. Then we're also going to hear from Terry McLaurin after Sunday's game uh, and as well Cole Holcomb. So we're going to hear from both of those guys um, because I think it's – a good thing for us to kind of go back and listen to what they had to say in the moment. And, you know, the bottom line is, is with no media availability this week, we're going to stretch this out a little bit. Um, we've heard from Ron Rivera, of course, on Monday's episode. We heard from Kyle Allen and Antonio Gibson yesterday. So we want to give you a little taste of some of the players of the game. Uh, and we still haven't even gotten to Jack Del Rio and Scott Turner Uh, who spoke on Monday. So we'll give you all of that, and then that'll get us through this week, and then we'll be able to talk to these guys again next week. That's what we try and do. We try and bring you a little opinion, a little analysis, a little commentary, and also let you hear from the players and the coaches themselves so that, you know, it's essentially unfiltered at least through them. Okay? So here's the news that we wanted to bring you. We told you that Landon Collins would be out for the year and blown Achilles, and that's a hard break. Uh, there's financial implications, There's, and I know he wasn't playing good, but he played really well on Sunday. Here's the bottom line. you got to replace him with somebody, right? So 
Ron Rivera about a month ago had been asked, hey, what about Eric Reed? Would you consider signing him? You had him in Carolina. He's a, well, Collins and Eric Reed essentially play the same position, but if we lost Collins, you damn well bet we'd make a call. And so they apparently did. But the problem was, for Eric Reed, Washington only wanted to offer him, at least temporarily, a practice squad spot. And he turned it down, saying he thought his career was at a position and at a point where he did not have to take a practice squad spot. And that is entirely his prerogative, entirely his right. He has every right to do that. He can do whatever he wants, as long as it's legal. He's never done anything illegal that I know of. He has every right to say what he wants and to feel however he wants. Here's the thing, and I wrote about this at SI.com. I don't want anybody criticizing the Washington football team. They had every right to offer him what they felt was the right move and the right designation for right now, and that was a practice squad spot. But Here's what I don't think Eric Reed understands or gets is that the practice squad is not only expanded, number one, but on game day, you can call up and promote two players to expand beyond 53 to 55. You can do that a couple of times without exposing them to waivers, meaning move up, move down without exposing them to waivers. And then you ultimately have to sign a player to your 53 if you're going to keep them. Washington has done this several times this year. They've done it several times. Cam Sims, you know, most notably, but Josh Garnett, before he turned around and retired, was another. Um, And I'm trying to think there's another example that I'm probably forgetting about, but you get the point. So there was a very decent chance that Eric Reed would have been called up and activated for the New York Giants a week from this Sunday. There's no guarantee because it would all depend on how he practiced and what shape he came in to 21300 in Ashburn. We don't know what shape he's in. We don't know how he would practice and how he would assimilate into this defensive backfield. We don't know that. And on top of that, if he would have signed or agreed to terms, say on Tuesday night, and arrived in Ashburn on Wednesday, where, by the way, even though players are on by, they still have to do their mandatory testing protocol. They can't really go anywhere. Okay, If he would have arrived on Wednesday and signed a contract, there's a mandatory six-day testing protocol that then ensues, where he can't even be in the building. I don't even think they can get him a playbook. Maybe they can. I don't know. I don't know. But he wouldn't be able to be in the building minimum until Tuesday minimum. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday is your practice days. And the team would have had, would have, will have an extra practice day, I guess, on Monday, you know, probably a light workout type thing to get their cardio back, to get their feel back, if you will. And he wouldn't be allowed to be in that. So he would show up next Wednesday at the earliest, ready to practice, And ready to play on Sunday? Now, listen, it's not a quarterback. I get it. I understand. We have no idea what shape he's in. But for Ron Rivera and the Washington football team to just sign a guy, even though Ron knows him, off the streets that hasn't played or practiced in 11 months, 
And for people to criticize that they insulted him, uh, which I've seen some of, um, is just absurd. Just absurd. What are you doing? What are you talking about? They are under no obligation at all, period, none, to offer him a 53-man spot. It doesn't even make sense. Jeremy Reeves, who ultimately was promoted from the practice squad to the 53, I guess when Eric Reed turned them down, or, or maybe that would have been the decision anyway, he's been practicing. He's been with the team. He's been in meetings. Landon Collins, obviously out. DeShazer Everett, been starting the last couple of games. Cameron Curl, practiced, meetings, started. Now he's going to start. He's been there. On top of that, Troy Apke, and I know Troy Apke struggled, and he, no, he doesn't play the same position as Eric Reed. But the point of the matter is, right now, they have Jeremy Reeves, Troy Apke, DeShazer Everett, and Cameron Curl. That's four safeties. Again, it's not fair to Jeremy Reeves necessarily, who's been practicing and working and in the film room and whatever, to not get a promotion if he deserves it, which by all accounts, I guess he does. I don't know. We don't get to see practice. The point of the matter is it's a little, it's a lot absurd for people to be saying Washington insulted Eric Reed. Please give me a break. Uh, He's made one Pro Bowl. Give me a break. Just because you have a bunch of tackles doesn't mean you make a really big impact. Ask Landon Collins last year. He had a bunch of tackles, made almost zero impact. All right, so that's that. And then the other real quick thing that we'll talk about more on the next episode is the notion that Pro Football Talk is putting out there. Uh, And my buddy Mike Fisher uh, over um, with uh, Locked on Cowboys, not Locked on Cowboys, I'm sorry, with with, uh, Cowboy Maven on SI.com and as well 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. And that is this, that Amari Cooper could possibly be had via trade. Now, pro football talk kind of floated Green Bay, and certainly that would make some sense. But remember, Washington went hard after Amari Cooper. And Dallas essentially got him back on a five-year, $100 million deal with like a two-year, $40 million out. So essentially, I guess the way the contract is written, the way it boils out, is that they could get out of it for about $9 million worth of dead money. But that would be offset by the 20 or so million dollars that his cap value was for 2021. So they would actually save some money, but they would obviously lose the player. So that's a possibility that we need to keep an eye on because of how hard Washington went after Amari Cooper. Now, would Dallas trade him in the division? I highly doubt it, but I can't rule it out. I can't rule it out, especially with their cap situation moving forward. I can't rule it out. And the fact that they drafted C.D. Lamb uh, and the fact that they have Michael Gallup, um, you know, and a lot of money invested in other areas. And, oh, by the way, need to figure out the whole Dak Prescott situation, which is not going to be easy to figure out. All right, that is going to do it for our long opening segment news and notes and all that stuff. I know I went a little bit too far. Sorry, I apologize. We'll hear from Terry McLaren next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. 
All right, it is Chris Russell with you for our friends at rockauto.com. That's right, rockauto.com is serving you, the auto parts customer, from your own home, from your own kitchen table, from your couch, from your bed, wherever, from your office. It doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to go to those big auto parts superstores and get hassled and get pressured to buy something that you don't want to buy because some salesman is trying to make a commission or justify and ends to the means and all the overhead that the big auto parts superstores have to have. Also, you're not going to get the same discount that their mechanic buddy is going to get because he buys in volume and they see him four or five times a week. No, no, no. Rock Auto is going to treat you exactly the same. Guy, girl, you know, old, young, uh, cosmetic auto parts or, or, you know, cosmetic improvements or something like a fuel pump. Whatever you need, foreign or domestic, car or truck, Rock Auto is going to give you the best prices, always reliably low, uh, for you and the mechanic that they are going to treat exactly the same. Go to rockauto.com right now. See the parts Available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts of truck your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Let's go out to Terry McLaurin after the game. Of course, by now you've probably seen the rah-rah speech in the locker room, but a lot of people, Jonathan Allen, Jack Del Rio, absolutely impressed by the young man, the second-year wide receiver stud who caught a 52-yard touchdown and more on Sunday. Um, Well, he's a competitive player. Um wasn't really thinking any personal. I'll probably just keep the details on the field, but I'm a competitive person as well. And uh, for the most part, I'm pretty calm throughout the game. When you kind of poke at me a little bit, it kind of ups my play and my energy a little bit more. And it just so happened that next play was being called. So I knew we were going to get the look. Um, I knew he was going to be sitting. And I just wanted to clear his hands uh, when I got to the junction point. And uh, Kyle threw a great ball. Our O-line held up great. And I just wanted to run under and make a play for, for our team. So... Um, I'm going to bring it every week, and I know I'm going to get the DB's best shot um, as well. But um, I'm going to try to keep a cooler head, but I'm, I'm a really competitive guy. So that was kind of what that was about. Nah. <laughs> nah, it wasn't too much after that. And you know, we spoke after the game, and I like, I like his game. I like his confidence. I know um, he's, he, it's his first year in the league. Um, um, but there wasn't a whole lot of talking after that. But um, I just wanted to try to make a play for our team and, and try to keep it going throughout the rest of that game. Terry, do you feel like a win like this, um, to win the way you guys did, um, do you feel like it's it's can be a turning point in the season? And do you feel like you guys have kind of had a break there? Yeah, um, I feel like we have to compartmentalize this. Um, you know, this was a great week of practice, first of all. I feel like last week was a great week of practice, but we still had those little mistakes, turnovers and, and some mistakes all around. But today was the first time I feel like all season we played complimentary four-quarter football. Um, offense converted on some third downs, O-line, controlled the line of scrimmage. 
Um, we hit big plays. We ran the ball great. Um, defense got some stops, got some turnovers, and, and special teams flipped the field. If you want to win in this league, that's what you have to do consistently. And it starts with the way you execute and practice. And I feel like the way we came in this week and, and just tried to build on what we did last week, even though we didn't get the win, that's what propelled us this week. And um, we have to do that going forward because uh, now we're in the thick of things. We have to get some guys back healthy and, and get ready for the stretch of the season. Hey, Terry, how big was it for you guys on the outside to get that running game going the way you did today? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it starts with the run game. Uh, and I'm I'm a big believer in the, the trenches is what wins games. And from the offensive line and the defensive line, you have to control that. And I feel like our O-line played phenomenal. And, and AG just took the ball and he ran and he ran decisive this week. I feel like that was the biggest thing he's improving on. He's, his vision is, is improving each and every week. And, and the way he's running the ball is great behind our offensive line. And we have to continue to build on that. That helps our play action game. It helps a lot of our, our offense when we run the ball really well. Hey, Terry, even in the games you guys won last year, you know, you didn't really win by like double digits and you kind of had to grind them out right. to the end. What does it do to have a kind of a complete performance like this for you? Um, it feels great, but, um, you know, now we've set the, the bar, we set the standard and we know what that looks like now. And uh, we know every week's not going to be perfect, but when you have weeks like this against good football teams and it's in your division, it gives you a lot of confidence as a football team. And we just have to build on that going forward, going into this bye week, learn from what we didn't do great this week and get ready for another division game at home after this bye week. So, um, you know, there's no time to kind of celebrate everything. It's nice that we have this bye week coming up, but we set that bar really high and we have to live up that. And that starts with how we prepare and uh, come out and practice. Terry, when you guys get, you know, career days from, from Logan uh, and Antonio and, and JD is playing the F and, and you guys are executing from, from all different points, how does that help you as an offense when I guess, you know, you're expanding the number of options the defense has to respect? Um, it, it, it opens up everything for us. I feel like the, the playbook is really opening up more and more the, the more we execute. And uh, the way Kyle is executing and giving us confidence each and every week, he's, he's playing really well right now. And, um, you know, guys like AG and, and uh, JD and, and, and Logan made some big third downs of some 50-50 balls. We have to have that going forward. Um, so defenses can't key on just one guy or one um, tendency that we may have. Um, we're going to get more and more guys involved. Cam had a, a big touch, I mean, a big catch today um, as well. So getting more and more guys involved, that, that just makes teams have to prepare for more, more things coming out. How do you kind of play that forward and how confident are you that, that you guys can, you know, continue to build on that throughout the year? Yeah, I mean, uh, we just have to continue to prepare and, and, and trust what our, our coaches are, are teaching us week in, week out and execute it. Like I said, I know I keep harping on practice, but I believe when you execute those, those plays in practice and you come out with that energy, um, it gives you that confidence going into the game. It's like, hey, we know what the look's going to be. This is the play. We've seen it in practice. We've executed it in practice. And now it's time to do it on Sunday. So I feel like we did a good job of that this week. And uh, going forward, we have to continue to build on that, the run game, the play-action game, the down-the-field uh, big plays. That happens within the offense, though. I feel like we didn't get outside of ourselves this week. We didn't try to uh, gamble or make any plays that we didn't have to. We just tried to execute within the offense. Terry, the team's record is what it is, but you are in this race now. I mean, you are in the division race. So what will the second half be like for a young team that has a chance to kind of steal one, for lack of a better chance? You have a chance at this. 
Uh, it's, it's hard. And um, we know that we won't be stealing anything um, if we are in position to try to win this division. We have to earn it each and every week. Um, and I, like I said a little earlier, that we kind of set that bar really high for ourselves. And it started with that Wednesday practice and it carried on throughout the week. And the complimentary football that we played today can't be overstated um, from the offense, defense, and special teams. That's what's going to take the win in this league. That's what's going to take the win in this division. And now that we've seen that, we put that on film, that has to be our expectation going forward. And I believe it will. And uh, the way Coach Rivera really just sets the standard for us um, each and every week, he believes in us. Um, and, and the way we go out um, is, is how we're playing right now. We'll take a couple more. Terry, you guys are coming off of obviously a huge win here and, and all the significance, but now you go to the bye mm -hmm. and you're going to have to come in and get daily tested. You, I right. guess you guys aren't allowed to go anywhere. In some ways, is that even going to feel like a bye or can there be some benefit to not going crazy and traveling all over the place and just resting? Uh, to me, it will. Um, getting some of this time off and, and just it gives you a time to the buy is not just about um, the break is this. I feel like it's mental too, just to step away from the game for a while, even though you can't go somewhere warm or whatever, you have a chance to get around your family. You have a chance around to take care of your bodies. And we have to take advantage of that. Um, we come right off this buy and play at home against um, the giants. And that's another division game. We, we can't come out sluggish. We can't have a slow start. Um, but I feel like our focus going into this bye week is to, um, take this time to take care of our bodies, take care of each other, and and get ready for next week towards the end of our bye week, so we could get off on a hot start. Offensively, I'll say third downs. The last two weeks, we've done a really good job of keep continuing moving the sticks. That helps our defense, man. They've been on the field a lot this year, and uh, we kind of take that personally as an offense to try to minimize minimize how long they're on the field and get some long constructive drives, get points, and even if we just flip the field. Um, that's constructive for our team. Defensively, I feel like um, they really got some stops backed up against um, the wall right before half. And to get that turnover, that's huge. That's momentum if they go into the half and got the ball and they could have possibly scored. But uh, we killed that momentum. And the special teams has been doing great. Uh, Trap did a good job running down the kickoff return. That's huge. Uh, Tress paying them down inside the five. Those little things make the difference in the game. The average fan may not see that or understand that. But those are little things that make the difference in this league. Thanks, Terry. We've got Cole Holcomb next. Appreciate you. All right, and that's Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team, certainly making his name known not only in Washington, but around the NFL. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We'll return. Cole Holcomb stops by for just a moment after his brilliant performance on Sunday in a 25-3 win over the Dallas Cowboys. So, guys, Built Bar is your spot to watch what you eat, but have something so good and so satisfying, whether it's a post-workout meal or a meal replacement or breakfast or just you're on the run and you need a little fuel and a little energy and healthy, healthy fuel and energy, right? And Built Bar doesn't taste like a celery stalk, which is also healthy. No, no, no. Built Bar tastes awesome. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp among them. Twelve original flavors, nut and nut-free flavors, peanut butter, double chocolate, salted caramel, mint brownie, peanut, oh, it just goes on and on and on. You 
can have what you want, what you crave, without it hurting you. Because Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They're great for any diet that you want. Do it now, guys. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We'll wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with Cole Holcomb, who absolutely lit up Ezekiel Elliott in pass protection for a sack of Andy Dalton and as well had an interception inside the 10-yard line from that same combination. Andy Dalton a little bit behind Ezekiel Elliott. It went off of Zeke's hand and right into Cole Holcomb's hands to save at least three, if not seven points. Cole Holcomb. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we were in, um, honestly, I, I knew I was getting an angle route on that play, and, and I knew if I got beat on this angle route, my coach was going to go sit on the sidelines. <laughs> so <laughs> when, I, uh, when I started through behind him a little bit, I was, I was very thankful we could put it that way and um you know it just popped up right right to me and um you know I'm fortunate to have made that play well you talked before this season about trusting your speed and coverage and I wonder if that was an example of the progress you've made in that area yeah um you know I just was was patient on the play was waiting for it to come and and um yeah Cole can you walk us through the sack you had where you pretty much ran through Ezekiel Elliott yeah, so, um, you know, we're bringing that pressure. It's me and the safety in, inside. And um, I'm supposed to be fitting inside the back on that. And um, I I saw the guard fan out to him. So I know uh, Zeke was probably going to come back in on me. So I just had to – I saw Andy Dalton so close. So I was like, man, I cannot get blocked by Zeke. So I just, you know, tried to put hands on him and, and ended up finishing on the quarterback with John. Cool. I remember last season we were talking about you coming on the blitz, and there was a few plays, I think New York was one of them, where you had the blitz, you had the quarterback right in your sideline, but you peeled up, and you talked about next time you just have to go in a situation like that. Um, can you talk about your progression from that rookie season, like learning those kinds of mistakes in order to make your sophomore season better? Yeah, I mean, definitely made that an emphasis in the offseason of, you know, targeting um, where to target on the quarterback and, and just – Honestly, you just got to go for it and not be afraid to to make a mistake. And, and that was the biggest thing. Just pull pull the pin, go for it. Cole, what is the difference kind of in this defense over the last couple of weeks? It feels like there's been it, it, it's playing more to the potential that we thought that it had, and kind of it it, it seems like everybody's maybe playing more consistently. Um, I mean, I think it's just hey, accountability. Like guys are starting to take accountability for what's going on, and and um, you know they're they're trying to you know, do, do their job on each play. And, and I think, you know, it just came down to this week. We've, we've improved in that area and, and been more consistent. And, um, you know, I mean, I think, I think the past weeks we've played really well in spurts and then we're finally starting to get to a more consistent basis with the team and, um, you know, just keep, keep pushing like that and keep, keep building off it. 
Nicole, even the games you guys won last season, you know, you kind of had to grind them out to the very end. What does it do for you guys as a young group to have kind of a comfy game like this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a great thing to go into the bye week with this with a win like this, and um, you know, just try and try and build off it as much as possible. You know, it was um, it was a good feeling. It, it's uh, definitely makes the game a lot more fun when you when you have a lead and and um, you know, your offense is playing well, your defense is playing well as well. Tate, your team's is, is playing well. So when everybody's firing, when we're firing on all cylinders, man, we can be a good team. And and I think it's just playing that complimentary football and being able to, you know, count on count on every phase to, to you know, to produce. It's It makes it fun. Hey, Cole, you, um, before you came back from the injury, you told us, you know, that you learned a lot while you were kind of on the shelf mentally. You noticed some tendencies and you picked up some things by watching extra film. Do you feel like that's been a huge help for you now that you've played a couple of games since coming back? Do you can you tell like some of the things that you worked on mentally translating over physically? Absolutely. I mean, I think I think it helps slow the game down a lot um, in terms of like the the film, how to break it down, and, and what to look at. And you know, I've I've gone into these past two games with complete confidence that I that I know our game plan. I know you know what they're what they're trying to give us, what they could possibly give us, and and. Um, you know when it when it happens, and when you watch when you watch that film, and then you get on the field, and it's and it's showing up, and you know, hey, this is this is what's coming, and I can anticipate what they're gonna run. It makes it a lot easier to play, and um, you know, play the game. Hey, Cole, did you have a chance to talk to Landon Collins, and what was it like for the defense when you when you guys saw him go out? Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to Landon, um, you know, but obviously, you know, he's a he's a veteran leader on the team, so it, it was. Um, you know, you hate to see it, but next man up. We'll take three more. Hey, Cole, uh, what is the uh, what would you say that Ron and, and the other members of the coaching staff are kind of doing, saying to you guys to to get a perform get a performance out like this, even you know when you had some tough times earlier in the year? Uh, honestly, this week it was it was a big. Um, you know, we talked about consistency. We talked about playing complimentary football all week. Hey, we can't we can't. You know, we've got to play on all cylinders, our offense has to complement our defense, our defense has to complement our offense. And, and then in teams, you have to go make plays and help pin, get field position, make game changing plays. And um, you know, I think we really did fire on all cylinders there. And um, as far as the defense goes, <clears throat> we talked about, you know, just taking away what they do. They were, they were, they were uh, you know, they, they like to hit those seam balls. They like to take shots, which we can take those away and stop their run game. We, we can make them, you know, play behind the sticks and, and dial up some pressures to get up on them. We appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Lots going on still, even though it's the bye week. Uh, we will get you, instead of our normal crossover Thursday, we'll have just a regular episode, and then I, I think we're going to shut it down for the weekend just to uh, recoup a little bit from this first half. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.